welcome to another episode of Love and Lust in Leeds. I'm your anonymous host, B from Not Your Girlfriend's Podcast. And a little bit about the show, if you're a new listener, we are a live radio show all about dating, sex, and relationships in the wonderful city in the North Leeds. My guests and I will be anonymous every week. This is to respect the privacy of everyone involved and to promote a safe space for honesty. Each week, we'll chat through different dating stories and topics with different guests, play some amazing tunes, and answer listener dated qualms. If you want your answers, uh, your questions <laughs> uh, answered on air live, email at loveandlessonleads at gmail.com or at Love and Lesson Leads at, on Instagram. Uh, everything is 100% anonymous, just like we are. So this week, of course, um, that was Green Day's Basket Case, written by Billy Joel Armstrong, uh, when he was 22 years old, living in Berkeley, California, in a student house. And it came out in 1994. And the la- last week, we did like a lot of uh, London 2000s MySpace songs. So this is bringing you back if you're you know, an emo person, if you're in the 2010s, to mid-2000s, like this is gonna be your shit tonight so (laughs) without further ado of course i have a guest on today um this is my guest e different to e from last episode from last term so e why don't you tell us your age where you're from and your current relationship status hello first of all thank you for having me of course (laughs) okay so um i'm e um i'm 24 and I'm from Germany, actually. So um, I'm half English, half German. And I grew up in Stuttgart in the south of Germany. Mm-hmm. And my current relationship status is very single. Very single. Very we'll single. We've <laughs> <laughs> all been there. <laughs> and uh, what are you studying or generally, if you don't want to be too specific? Um, so I came to Leeds to do my master's. Mm-hmm. So I did my bachelor's degree in Germany. And I, I'm now doing my master's in media industries. Mm-hmm. I really like it. It's a lot of work but I really like it <laughs> yeah yeah I love a good master's student I feel like we've had a bit of a mix but master's students seem to be a little bit more either you're like in a long-term relationship or oh, yeah. you're single <laughs> yeah I feel like you're either very much in a relationship for like 10 years or you're like completely single so did you come to uni single or what was the situation before um so yeah I did come to uni single um I actually been single most of my life um depend well it depends on how you uh define being single i guess um, not in a relationship <laughs> well let's say let's say i've been in, in a few situationships okay okay we love but that. um i've been i've only had one relationship in my life which was way back when i was like 17 or something mm-hmm. so i did keep come here very single <laughs> are you looking for a boyfriend or a relationship um i'd say at the moment e- on the one hand, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm open to it. I'm open to it. But at the same time, I'm not desperate for it. As, like, I don't know how to say. I'd say on the one hand, I'd be very open to have a boyfriend. I mean, I'm always open to have some cuddles in my yeah, life. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not looking for it. Okay. You know what I, mean. I like that. I like that. So talk us through your single dating life in Leeds. Like, how do you find it? Like, are you on apps? Yeah. Like, tell us about it. Okay. Yeah, I am actually on apps. I'm on two apps. I'm on Hinge and on Tinder. Okay. But I'm one of those app users. I delete them every now and again, or I'm inactive for like weeks and weeks and weeks. Mm-hmm. And then I get this urge. I'm like, oh my God, I want to meet someone. And then I get on it really intensely for like a few days. And then I'm like, oh no, Ashley, God, no. <laughs> I know. Like after a while, like you do get in and, in and out of like the trends of the apps and those yeah. moments and the seasons. Yeah. So 
I love the like the last guy um, you went on a date with. Like, where did you guys meet? Um, so the last guy I went on a date with was I met him on Hinge, mm-hmm. and we went to this cafe in town, and we got along really, really well. Mm-hmm. And it was actually one of the best dates I've had, to be fair. Really? Yeah. Where did you guys go? Um, so we went uh, to the city centre. We went to this cafe, and we um, we made a playlist together which is just something creative I've never done before with someone always you know this yeah. really embarrassing small talk oh what do you do and oh and sometimes you get along really really well right from the start and I feel like with this guy that was exactly how it went mm-hmm. so we had a good chat and then we made a playlist and we actually alternated uh songs so, I've, so I put cute. a song and then he put a song that was the exact opposite of that song I so, love that yeah it was fun I think that's why I liked the date just because it was fun it was a bit different than do you feel like a lot of guys ask like what's your type of music on the first day or like oh god yeah yeah i feel so judged when i when i get asked that i hate the question personally because i'm like in my head i'm like i have enough good music taste for the both of us like i don't need to prove (laughs) my coolness also i don't feel like women are out there asking like what are you into yeah (laughs) i feel like a lot of guys are like very "Mm, okay so if you listen to this kind of music i'm not sure if we're compatible (laughs) yeah i i don't even know i just feel like there's something a little misogynistic about it it's like you, if you say like you know, Lana Del Rey or Taylor Swift they're gonna be like Ugh. yeah exactly yeah mm-hmm. yeah no that's absolutely true I feel like in Leeds I feel like your answer should be oh I listen to alternative indie yeah what? that and, is and rock what that is you? the correct answer <laughs> <laughs> no but like I think listening to every type of music and like even on the show you know uh, yeah. we do different themes every week and like I would not consider myself like an emo fan at all yeah. but like all of these songs, their jams, I love. So, like, there, it's not like a whole, I don't know, I think your identity can't be, like, summed up into a playlist, for example, no. you know? And that is the exact problem I have with dating apps in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I feel like the bio on dating apps creeps me out so much just because I hate... I mean, what do I put in my bio? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm so scared putting things in my bio, just leave it blank completely. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, how how do I summarize my personality in one or two sentences? And then also, you know, when you see a bio um, of a guy, for example, and you just cringe at it so yeah. much. And I don't want to be that person. Do you read like all the prompts on Hinge? Because I honestly just like, <laughs> I always look at the photos and then I look for something wrong in the questions, the yeah. prompts or whatever. Yeah, I do. Yeah. What What are your like Hinge prompts? Do you know? Oh, no, I'm not sure. I mean, I do look at different. I mean, sometimes I'm very confused at what Hinge thinks my type is. <laughs> <laughs> the most compatible is a lie. First yeah. Of all. yeah. But um, on Hinge, I feel like with... <laughs> I don't know, actually. It's very, very versatile. You said you were on another dating app. What dating app was that? Uh, Tinder. Tinder. I'm on Tinder as well. What's your Tinder bio? Honestly, at, it was... Um, I can't remember what my bio was. I think during... How lo- convenient. Uh, how convenient. <laughs> no, I think during lockdown was something like trying to get through lockdown sane. Really boring, I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And then now, I, I have to admit, it's blank. <laughs> You're blank. It's See, like- blank. I actually... And that's so... Oh, it's bad because I judge boys for having a blank Tinder bio. <laughs> and then you have the blank But one. I have a blank Tinder that bio. That is probably one of the number one complaints I've heard from my guy friends, like yeah. trying to figure out uh, like how to respond to a no bio, like yeah. how to start a conversation. Because I guess guys also usually start the conversation. Yeah, that's true. It's why I like Hinge because it kind of forced to put something down. Yeah. And um, for a while I just copied my Hinge. But then, I don't know. It's one of these things where I get so insecure about it. And I'm like, ah, 
that it's so weird so just delete it completely it's weird like okay so I went on a date recently and um mm-hmm. he said one of my answers was basic because you know like there's like you know the office friends that's basic right yeah. it's like a favorite tv show and if I see that I'm immediately swiping left first of all I don't find the American office funny and I, that's usually what they're talking about mm. I also don't find friends that funny so <laughs> you know I so like see any of that I'm like we'll get along if you like friends I was like well then we won't get along thank you for making that very clear yeah um but I had something about like Harry Potter and wasn't just Harry Potter it was like you know uh, several things it was like I don't know what what are your simple pleasures and it was like drinking black coffee making oddly specific playlists and rereading Harry Potter which is like basically me in a nutshell yeah and he was like oh that's a little little basic the Harry Potter thing because there's so many girl (gasps) profiles with something with Harry Potter what's wrong with being basic I don't know but like like, what's wrong with Harry Potter like (laughs) yeah okay I love Harry Potter (laughs) see like I have to put it somewhere in a bio because like I I I feel like there are some things that are immediate deal breakers for me. Mm. And I've realized as in my long life at 28 years old, if you don't read Harry Potter, you haven't read it. Deal breaker instantly. Instantly deal breaker. Honestly, you're filtering out your matches before they even get to you. So well, I yeah. think that's actually really strategic. <laughs> I think Literally. there's nothing wrong with that. Is there anything that gives you the ick in, in profiles? In oh, general? so many things. I have a list on my phone. Actually, <laughs> <Really>? Yeah. <laughs> um, any like mirror selfies, like especially the oh, topless God. gym ones. Oh, it's yeah. just immediate turn off for me as well. That's also something that's so rampant. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, I also get a real ick from guys holding like babies um I feel like it's just trying to like it's like holding a puppy but worse you know <laughs> <laughs> it feels staged in a way it is staged it's, it's like, like what oh. do you do with that child you know <laughs> like, I have so many questions <laughs> save the child who does it belong to <laughs> like it's like I don't want to like have your babies like at all so I mean it's just it's just a weird thing yeah um and then also having uh on that note having a photo of you when you were a kid on a profile it's just like oh, very weird what's like, the point of that like am I supposed to be attracted to your like childhood version of yourself <laughs> like I don't want to be attracted to a six-year-old like it yeah. makes no sense yeah um yeah. agree so those would be my ex what about, what about your ex um I think my number one ick would be if he puts in his bio if you don't speak sarcasm like I do or like uh, I speak fluent sarcasm if you don't swipe left <laughs> Just because it doesn't mean I'm not sarcastic. I feel like I am, but it just, I just associate a certain type of guy mm-hmm. saying it. And mostly people, like guys who say, oh, I speak sarcasm. That's not like my first language. Those are the kind of guys who were normally just not funny. Yeah, no. Or mean. And then they will say, oh, but I'm sarcastic. No. Like, you're either rude or not funny. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like a, you know, saying you're funny. You know, yeah. it's a bit too on the nose. Like a yeah. funny person doesn't have to say they're funny, which is like, <laughs> sorry, Agreed. I'm just thinking about the stand up comic. <laughs> so um, on Monday, yesterday night, actually, I went to like a Hedro house and they did like a comedy night. They do yeah. stand up there every other uh, week. And I saw some truly terrible <laughs> comics. Oh, no. <laughs> truly terrible. Um, but that just like reminded me because somebody uh, was like, oh, you should do, you know, stand up. I guess like live radio is almost a bit like stand up. Um, my response was, I don't hate myself enough, which I think <laughs> is true <laughs> to go up there. <laughs> you do have to be very self-deprecating, I think, when you do stand up. Especially if you're British. Like I feel like oh, yeah. the, the, the British comedy, because I've seen like New York comedy shows 
and they're I think obviously self-deprecating but also seeing yourself objectively you mm-hmm. know um one yeah. of the girls was really really hilarious she's from Newcastle and I think I loved her set because I related to it because it was all about like you know dating and yeah. you know guys and uh, at one point she joked about having a boyfriend and like what they did in the bedroom and then she was like she looped the joke back and was like actually I don't have a boyfriend <laughs> that's the biggest joke <laughs> at all like he's not real <laughs> I can relate to that. And at the end of it, I was like, I don't even know if she's a boyfriend or not, but like the jokes were solid, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh no, that sounds really... I mean, honestly, I feel like with stand-up comedy shows, um, I feel like you see a lot of men doing the typical, oh, women are funny thing. And that just doesn't always work. No, no. I, if I see another white male comedian stand up on stage, <laughs> I think I might off myself. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen it, but I can imagine it. Being oh, it's there. like rampant. It's rampant. <laughs> um, yeah, so I also had a first date recently. Ooh, tell me I, about I, it. I've not told you about it yet. We've been saving the juice for on air. <laughs> I'm actually really excited to hear about this. <laughs> so um, we matched on Hinge. We had like a very short kind of back and forth conversation before he asked me on a date, which I quite like. You know, I don't like the long chat pen pal thing. So you never know if somebody actually wants to meet up with you or they're just on there for like shits and gigs. Um so yeah, we like chatted on Hinge and we met up, uh, where'd we go? Oh, we went for a drink in Hendingley, um, at Head of Steam, but mm-hmm. it was on a Saturday, which the Otley run happens on a Saturday. Oh no. It doesn't go through Head of Steam, but it was also crowded with like families and groups of people who weren't doing the Otley. Escaping the madness. Yeah. So I instantly recognized him. Um, so for listeners, I'm 28. He was 27, so about the same age range as me, and uh, a little bit of a receding hairline, which we, <laughs> which happened. Oh, it's something no. I'm just like. It's one of those things. That's the only thing I think that was like physically I noticed that I didn't like at first, yeah. but I also knew that from his photos. Um, and it was just so loud in there. I feel like we were just shouting at each other. So I suggested we go to Arcadia, um, which was much more quiet and chill. And yeah, he's like smart. He did his PhD at like, Uni of Leeds. And now he's like graduated and he's working. And it's definitely like my type on paper, like definitely smart. Um, and there's, uh, he was like, I don't want to say he's funny. I don't say he was, he was, uh, he laughed at my jokes, which I think. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's definitely a problem. <laughs> So maybe he has a good sense of humor. Even if he wasn't funny, you were. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm always a great date. (laughs) I love the confidence. That is what we need. Yeah. (laughs) But um, no, it was a good date. And like, I feel like there are certain things like I may have like, not pushed him on, but like, you know, tried tried to test him a little bit. Like, I, I don't have a very positive experience of watching Lord of the Rings. So most guys are like, die hard. If we're talking about basic things, loving Lord of the Rings as a dude is so basic in England. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, not exactly my cup of tea. He's like, oh, tell me why. I was like, I don't know if I want to. <laughs> I don't know if I want to upset <laughs> you on our first date. He's like, no, no, no like, I want to hear your opinions. And like, just that was so different to like another guy I had this conversation with and like I feel like you know the the difference was so so stark um yeah so it was it was a good first date and I went to a house party afterwards and at the end of it like he was like oh do you want some company at the house party and this is something 
I think if I did in my like earlier years, like early 20s, I would have been like, yeah, come. And I've definitely brought dudes from like Tinder and Hinge on like parties with my friends. Yeah. But I was at the place where I was like, yeah, no, um, no thanks. <laughs> How did he react to that? I think he was, he was fine with it. You know, like I thought I said it was like for his sake, which is fair. I think it was like yeah. an intimate party and it's a bit much to introduce some dude to all your friends and I agree yeah, yeah. especially on the first date the first date it's might like, be a bit awkward and then what if I mean technically if you never saw him again and then you'd brought him to your friend's house and then it would be just a bit weird it's a weird like you know like you're not a student anymore yeah. I'm going to a student party even though like you know I'm older like we're on the same <laughs> life place yeah. like it was a birthday party and I think I would have maybe overly thought about his emotions if I was like in a different place in my life but I was like I think that's weird and I don't give a fuck and I'm gonna go to the party and enjoy myself <laughs> and we can keep life separate like I I used to introduce a lot of guys I was dating for a little like a little bit like maybe like a month or two to my friends early mm-hmm. on and I regret doing that because a my friends are judgy assholes love them, to, <laughs> love them to bits bless but like they are and they know it <laughs> shout out so, to your friends shout out to my friends um my family even worse <laughs> yeah I feel like I don't really introduce guys to my family at all until it's like a few months like yeah. two months too early like it's just because of experience <laughs> do they do they tell you like their real opinions of the dude um I think no <laughs> I mean to be fair often uh, when I met someone it wasn't necessarily in the same town so they didn't actually meet them mm-hmm. so um, after a while I might tell them about them after a few months and then mostly didn't even get to the point where they had to meet them so all their opinion was me you know crying of someone yeah. they never met you know uh, yeah <laughs> so they didn't actually meet that many people mm. I was into to be fair my parents they have like my entire family they have like favorites you know they're oh like, do, do the ranking list they have rankings <laughs> they're like we like this about this person that about that person <laughs> um so now I'm a bit wary at this point yeah <laughs> my mom says I have terrible taste in <laughs> and she says I'm too picky we'll get into that later oh yeah because I don't agree <laughs> I do not agree so we're gonna play another song as we're on it um, I Write Sins Not Tragedies uh, with Panic at the Disco so we'll be back after that so we are back you're listening to Love and Lust and Leads I'm your host B and that was I Write Sins Not Tragedies by Panic at the Disco which came out in 2008 truly iconic music video I think everybody remembers that and will forever live in my head it was written by Brendan Urie, who formed the band in 2004 in Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, with Ryan Ross and Spencer Smith and Brent Wilson. They recorded their first album, where this song appears in 2005, and it went triple platinum, which is kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, so this is our emo music of the week, and I'm with my guest E, who's 24 and a postgrad student at Uni of Leeds, and we're talking all about dating. So you've been... One of my, not first, but you are definitely my first uh, non-North American guest. So I do want a a bit of a, you know, preference in dating because you spent some time in England before you have got like family here for listeners who don't know. Um, So British guys versus German guys versus every other guy. Do you have a preference? Like, (laughs) what's your cup of tea? Oh, it's difficult. I feel like British guys definitely have more banter. Mm. And that's something I've really been missing on dating apps in Germany. Mm. So I've been using dating... Like, for example, I use Tinder in Germany. And 
sometimes I'd start off with a joke or kind of making fun of one of his pictures, but not in like a mean way, but like just something to start. Just, yeah, just yeah. banter, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, sometimes they just wouldn't understand or they'd just, or they'd be like, yeah, you know? <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> and I feel like what I do prefer here is I feel like you can, it's a bit more fun, it's more flirty. Mm-hmm. Um of course everyone's different and I don't want to generalize anyone but I feel like in general British guys are funnier yeah I I I think you're right I've dated some Germans not a ton Mm -hmm. um my ex was half German half Danish but to be fair I feel like he was more American than anything else because he went to like American high school and yeah he like lived in America for a while so his you know accent in English is American and like his humor is very much reflective of that yeah yeah I feel like German guys are just a bit um (laughs) sometimes they take themselves a bit too seriously Mm. and um also I feel like might just be the alcohol level (laughs) but I feel like when you go out in bars in England um there's a higher chance of like talk to strangers than in Germany because mm. I feel like it depends on the city you are in, in Germany as well because every city has a kind of a different vibe and there are cities where you're more likely to talk to strangers than others but in general I feel like in England correct me if I'm wrong um you're more inclined to talk to random people in pubs for example yeah. and um boys will just chat to you and just even if it's just friendly banter and it's not like in a romantic way people just talk to you mm-hmm. um and in germany i feel like it's a bit harder to meet people in real life which is yeah. sad and i think it's also a generational thing of course but it's definitely something i've been noticing here yeah so you prefer british boys do you have like a north south preference to get specific (laughs) oh god we're getting political now (laughs) um no i don't really i mean my heart lies in the north of england just because my family's from here and uh, i've haven't been to the south too often have been a few times and i just feel like the north is a bit more chatty more banter a bit more fun Mm -hmm. um i might get hanged for this (laughs) I do prefer the north yeah I yeah. think the people are more friendly they're, they're funnier and they don't take themselves too seriously yeah and I really like that about people in general but I wouldn't say prefer British boys it's just like one trait that definitely stands out yeah. yeah definitely yeah mm-hmm. how is like dating in Germany comparatively like uh do you like split the bill usually or is this, uh, somebody pick it up because I feel like Germany's a bit more you know equal yeah. in that regard oh yeah definitely I feel like German guys have a high like have a much higher expectation for things to be equal which on the one hand I really do think is great because I don't think the boys to be the the boys to pay or the boys to be the first one to text you or message you on Tinder for example I think I've done it plenty of times and I think it's fair if it's equal But it does get in a few awkward situations every now and again. Like, so like, let's uh, put some manifestation out there. Uh, <laughs> what is your uh, type on paper? <laughs> on paper? Yeah, if you're listening, you fit these categories, DM the, uh, DM the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so on paper, um, I like guys who are funny. I know that's a classic, but I do like guys who, who crack me up, who don't take themselves too seriously, um, have 
like a casual style more on the edgy side mm, but like an edgy indie boy I like an edgy indie Do boy you? but not too much like it, yeah. it can't be too extreme because I feel like some guys feel themselves a bit too much in their role oh I'm yeah. edgy oh I'm I'm, I'm this I'm that oh, I, I play music and I'm a skateboard you know and that's like their trait <laughs> that's what they define themselves as and um so it can't be too extreme but like in that direction yeah mm-hmm. uh but like with you know eye color hair color and stuff i don't really have a preference i mm. do prefer kind of more casual look so i don't really like slick back hair or you yeah. know if they're like super gelled or like if they look a bit too slicked back and <laughs> a bit just slick. like yeah or like you know the white shirt and the polished shoes that's not my thing no so I You're like it. baggy girl. jeans yeah <laughs> baggy jeans and a t-shirt is absolutely fine for me <laughs> I like realized recently I'm actually um quite into like I don't know like the clean cut look I do like ah. like we were I was talking to one of my friends and um she's dating a guy who's like got tattoos like he's got longer hair like you know to shoulder length and she's like oh he's not my type at all not my usual type and you know I was just like send me a photo looked at a photo I was like I guess not but then I thought back to like all the people I've dated or even hooked up with yeah and they don't have tattoos and I thought that was so weird because it's not something I'm consciously saying like looking at being like oh definitely not because they have tattoos yeah but I also maybe they're not also attracted to me maybe I'm just not that uh cool I don't know <laughs> I wouldn't agree with that one I wouldn't agree you are definitely very cool oh, thank but you. I think maybe subconsciously you would go for like a certain type of guy I guess or like a vibe yeah I guess so uh I mean for me I like the smart nerdy dudes mm. um I like smart for sure but I think like I they don't need to be cool at all like again I'm cool enough for the both <laughs> You have enough for both of you. <laughs> and, like, I did fashion for my BA, and, like, you're very fashionable yourself, and I feel like guys always ask me, and I don't know if you can agree with this, or, like, how, mm-hmm. as soon as they figure out, like, I like fashion or I've done, studied it, they're like, oh, how's my outfit? And I'm like, it doesn't matter, like, your outfit, really. Like, I'm not judging yeah. you on the way you look, because you're, like, a straight male, like, the bars on the yeah. floor. <laughs> <laughs> I love this <laughs> honestly I feel like although I do have a type on paper I go I mean in the end it's the vibe of a person that mm-hmm. makes them attractive to me so if if I look back at all the people I've dated in the past few years they've all been so different from each other mm-hmm. I've had like the you know the fashion boy or I've always had people who don't really don't give a shit about any like fashion at all um or or people like, even like just looks wise very very different people so on paper I do have a type but I, I never really stick to it yeah you know? um so what has been kind of the worst experience dating you've had in Leeds in Leeds yeah um so I'll be honest with you I didn't have like a terrible dating experience here yet mm-hmm. um I've had I've only been on three dates in Leeds. Oh, really? Yeah, it's only been three dates. I've been on far more dates back in Germany. Mm-hmm. It's because when I came here at the beginning, everything was so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really concentrating on meeting guys at all. And then after a while, I was like, oh, now I need to meet people. Yeah. And you do meet people in bars and stuff, but nothing really happened. You know, nothing really came from it. So after a while, I was like, you know what, I'll I'll reinstall the dating apps. There. It's time. <laughs> it's time to get them out again. Um, I didn't really have a terrible dating experience here. After that's say. good. That's lucky. I mean, guaranteed it's three dates, so just you wait. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <That's true. laughs> but I have a, I have a dating qualm. Actually, I'm going to ask you. Yeah. Um. So there is a guy, and you know this story. You know this backstory, mm-hmm. but for the listeners, um. 
there's a guy that like we hooked up. I talked about this on the show before and then we knew each other in real life. And then he decided that he didn't want to like date me or like even go on a date with me after we hooked up. And this is after we've known each other for months and we have mutual friends. So it was like very weird to like have casual sex with a friend you see all the fucking time, you know? Um, But now I obviously still have to see him and we're going on a trip together (laughs) with a bunch of people. (laughs) I know. And a month. And because I see him on a weekly basis, I am at two minds. Like I basically, we, I have like, you know, called him out for being a dick. He apologized. We're fine. I just am still like angry with him. Mm-hmm. And part of me wants to forgive him because mm-hmm. I just want to like, you know, just get over it and like not be like, okay, you affect my life so much. But also it's like, you also hurt me and you're a dick. And I, I hate to even admit that he hurt me because that means I felt something. And like, I don't, I pride myself on trying not to <laughs> put feels into people who yeah. like don't feel the same way. I think I have a hard time dating because I don't really like feel a lot of things with people generally unless I really like them Mm -hmm. and this is somebody I knew for months so I guess do I forgive him (laughs) do I like you know Mm. consciously be like okay like it's not awkward or weird like we went to like a similar house party um and like we just don't interact you know I don't make the effort and he doesn't either but also he's the one who's wronged I feel so I feel like he's not the one trying to yeah reach out would you kill would you still call it yourself friends then no um honestly i feel you don't have to forgive him because if you feel like he hurt you there's nothing wrong with feeling something there's nothing wrong even if you feel like you you know you feel ashamed of it in some way or you don't want to feel certain things Mm. um i know that feeling but in the end we're all human and when we feel things we can't change that and we shouldn't be ashamed of it or try to push it away because that's the way it is Mm. so if you feel like you cannot forgive him i feel like that's valid but at the same time if you see him all the time for your personal peace of mind it might be a lot easier for you but i think that's easier said than done isn't it yeah it's all quite fresh like this all happened in december yeah but i've heard that he's seeing someone else through a source (laughs) so how do you feel about that does it make you feel jealous or something Um, it makes me okay so I believe that he had no intention of ever dating me ever you know and I it it would annoys me about situations that he's generally seen as like a nice guy Mm -hmm. so it's not even like you know, he's like this fuck boy. I can go around being like, oh, he's a douche. And everyone will be like, yeah. And I don't want to badmouth him with our mutual friends. Like, I really don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, if he liked me, he would have like made it happen. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So, and I think there's nothing more unattractive than someone not being into you. Like, I truly yeah. believe that. Yeah. Um, so part of me do, does want to like kind of just forgive him but it's hard to think about being mates with him or like talking about dating life Mm -hmm. or like I feel like he gets you know off the bat if I forgive him but also it would be nice just to put this situation behind us I feel like if you can um, if it's even possible you could try and forgive him which doesn't mean you have to be friends I mean, you can still, I mean, if you know what I mean, you don't have to be like best buds, like best friends and like pretend everything, like nothing happened. I mean, but you can at the same time, you can just try and not be super resentful all the time. But 
I'm just saying, I mean, I mean, I'm not feeling this kind of thing. So it's very easy for me to say, oh, you know, he's just had, don't feel had, resentful and like really angry every time you see him. He's had two, two and a half months of, um, you know, being on my bad side, which is, you yeah. know, for me, that's actually quite a long time. Yeah. I can hold a grudge though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> look, yeah, but I, I'm very bad at holding a grudge. So maybe I'm the wrong person to ask uh, about this. I'm, I'm terrible. <laughs> I hold a grudge for a while. And then if, if it's a boy, for example, um, I, after a while, I just, it goes from holding a grudge and being angry into oh now I don't, really don't care anymore mm-hmm. you know yeah. so I've never actually been in a situation where I was confronted with that person all the time mm-hmm. so I can imagine that's pretty difficult yeah well I'll let listeners know what I end up doing yeah I we think, need an update <laughs> I think I might you know I'm feeling forgiving you know yeah I just feel like it's so um especially if he did apologize um I, I still understand that you, that doesn't mean you have to be super nice with him or like best friends but oh okay everything's forgiven but at the same time it's just you know it's killing your vibe and you deserve better than being angry at someone who doesn't deserve it you know yeah also one of his best mates told me like I could do better so yeah see <laughs> which I was like that was a nice reassurance honestly <laughs> it's always the nice guys that make you suffer the most honestly right? yeah um so I want to play one more song um just because we're on time and I think I'm gonna play Crush 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 by Paramore uh if you guys know you know and we'll be back soon and you're back. You're listening to Love and Lust in Leeds. And that was Crush, 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 released by Paramore in 2007 from their second album, Riot. Most everyone knows Paramore by their iconic lead singer, Haley Williams. And uh, they recently dropped Hard Times. That song went viral on TikTok. So I'm actually happy a new generation is discovering Paramore. Finally, they're back. (laughs) They're back, baby. (laughs) I'm with our special guest of the week, E, and we are chatting dating. So (laughs) we're going to talk a little bit about second dates coming up. Um, You've got a second date because you had a really good first date, which we talked about earlier. So what is planned for your second date? Um, so for our second date, we're probably going to get sushi because he's never, never in his life had sushi. And it's one of my favorite meals. That is a low key red flag, but like I, it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking, yeah, because we, we were texting a bit. Um, and he said he, uh, he's never had sushi before. And I just thought, ooh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, now I don't want to be judgmental, but it was actually his idea to uh, to try it because I didn't want to, you know, force someone to have something they potentially don't like. But yeah, does he, he like? I mean, he knows it's raw, right? <laughs> yeah, I did tell him. Uh, you do know, like, I know that some a lot of people actually don't really like it very much. But really, yeah, I think yeah. It's like universally liked. That, that, I that's thought what so I thought. too. But I've had quite a few friends tell me, "Oh no, I don't like raw fish," which I can't relate to. <laughs> I literally had raw fish today yeah. <laughs> i had uh, the walkie walkie in the student union oh, yeah they no. did it was really good uh, i'm such a hypocrite because i'm vegetarian but <laughs> but that's that's a topic for a whole different uh, wait you're vegetarian you're gonna get sushi with this guy like oh, explain no because uh, I'm, I'm pescatarian okay, okay but um no but um yeah i'm looking forward to that date and i also have kind of kind of second date back in germany Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not quite sure about that one yet. So it's basically a situationship kind of thing. Mm-hmm. No, it's not even that far. It's, it's someone I've been seeing in Germany and we might see each other again and we might not. 
cool. So, so it's not a second date then. It's like a, a it's more know, of a um, reconnect. reconnect. Let's see what happens, kind of thing. Yeah, I love those. <laughs> I really do. I always ship them the situation ships and like yeah. I feel like it's really romantic when you're like <laughs> the distance <laughs> separates you. Yeah, literally nothing you can do. Yeah, but I mean that's like I know I mean that's like far in the background right now. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that second date. Yeah, yeah that but, should be exciting. What about your second date? Um, mine's also food. He's bringing me to this Malaysian place. Um, it's actually tomorrow. And yeah, I'm excited. I don't usually like have food for like a second date, but he seemed like somebody I can actually, you know, have a meal with. (laughs) So what do you normally do for a second date then? Drinks. Just more drinks. Oh, drinks. Yeah. Classic. (laughs) Classic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. I think I'm going to be a bit more open to it this yeah. time um I don't know I've just been in a weird headspace where I'm just like even though I know he's like a totally fine guy and yeah. like really is my type and you know my age yeah <laughs> is there something specific that you were thinking about where you weren't sure like is this something that might get in the way or something I just don't like about him or is it just a general vibe <sighs> I just think I'm like you talked about being picky your parents thinking you're picky yeah. and like I think maybe I'm just picky and I already have an idea of yeah. who I want to be with and if somebody doesn't perfectly fit that I kind of don't even give it a chance yeah um, I think I'm also at that age where you are considering people for serious dating slash yeah, marriage course, yeah. not really but like not completely not like I'm not gonna like fuck around with somebody or date them like that for a couple of dates knowing there's nothing yeah of no course. future if I can't even imagine like our wedding yeah <laughs> <laughs> I mean I know what you mean though I think being picky is a bit of a weird weird thing to be accused of because I feel like when you say oh you, you being picky that's it's used as kind of an insult mm. which I don't think is fair because um you just know what you want and at the same time, with online dating, it's why I don't always like online dating and it's why I go on and off it so much. It's because I feel like you need to decide quite early on what kind of vibe you're getting from that person. Mm. And that does stress me out a lot, to be fair, because sometimes you just need to get to know a person better. Because as you said yourself, sometimes you meet a person and there's certain things that you might not like or you just have a very specific idea of the person you want to be with so you will scrap them although if you got to know them better you might actually really like them in the end yeah I I was seeing a guy who was I would say I was in a situationship as well before I moved here and like it was in the pandemic and I like to call my pandemic bay because <laughs> we were together like we got together I think uh, when there was like a phase four dating and so last summer and yeah, or the summer before that, um, when New York was kind of opening back up and we continue seeing each other because like everything was closed down and then that, that was just like it. And I liked him and I enjoyed spending time with him, but there was definitely issues that came up that I would usually just cut ties. Yeah. But like in a pandemic, it's not that easy to find yeah. a person you like. It's not that easy to find good sex. And he was just like a sturdy, steady thing. And he was nice. And I liked him to a certain level. Yeah. But could I see us long term being compatible and getting married? Like, I would say no. And I think he would agree with that, you know? Yeah. 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 No, I, I agree with you. I think it's something that deep down you do know if you're compatible with someone. Yeah. Which is why 
I don't think I'm too picky. <laughs> okay, so uh, I think I'm not picky enough. Actually, <laughs> I had a, I had a guy say this to me. And I think this is an excuse, but like, mm-hmm. like, do you believe in the spark? Do you need that to be a thing? A, do you believe in it? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I do believe in the spark. Um, I, more in the sense of I, I think you know quite quickly if you like someone or not. Mm. You might be wrong. The spark might mislead you um into thinking you like someone and then you get to know them better and you're like oh god <laughs> when does the spark happen for you like when you meet them when you see them when you like kiss them um it's really different for everyone i feel like it's it's not necessarily in the first date actually really not always sometimes it's i mean mo- okay that's a lie actually mostly it's after the first date like after if i if i feel like oh we definitely had chemistry with a really good conversation and um uh, but and and normally I'd say I have a quite quite a good feeling for you know for the other person thought the same thing. Mm-hmm. But actually, once I went on the stage in Leeds, actually, and we had a great conversation. Um, we went to Belgrave Musical. We just had a few a couple of pints, and he kept kept getting a few pints as well. And we just stayed there for ages. And mm-hmm. he, he got his last train, and I felt like oh my god, we got along so well. There definitely was some chemistry there. And then the next day, he was being really respectful about it, but he basically said. Ah, well. Getting <laughs> uh, some vibes. Yeah, so he said, oh, he had a great time with me, but um, he doesn't feel like there was a romantic connection, which was very well said, to be fair, because we did have good vibe going on. Yeah. But it was a bit sad for me because I thought, oh, sad, because he was the first guy in a while where I thought like, oh, yeah. I would really like to go on a second date with this guy, get to know him better. But I do believe in the spark, yeah. Mm. And I think you definitely know when you get intimate with them. Um, I feel like sometimes, um, for example, I also had a date once where I felt like, oh, I really like this guy, I really like this guy. And um, when it came to nearly kissing, I felt like I really didn't want to do that. Yeah. Did you have that before where you thought you liked someone (laughs) and then then when it started to get more into it, even if it's just a kiss... It just felt wrong. Uh, yeah, I feel like there's definitely personality compatibility and then, like, sexual compatibility. Oh, definitely, like, sexual and, attraction. And yeah. That, yeah. Like, you could really like somebody and then, like, like see yourself with them. And then when it gets down to, like, actually hooking up and taking your clothes off, you're like, no. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but not in, like, not in a bad kind of way. It doesn't mean I don't like them. It just means it's just not – I just don't want to take you to that level. Yeah. No, I've had, I've had that before. <laughs> Do you always kiss on the first date? Like, if it's a good first date? Because I, I like to kiss just to figure out. Yeah. I think a kiss can show a lot, you know? Yeah, I would if if it if it just happens naturally. I would. I don't think, I don't really have any rules with dating, as in it happens when it happens. So if we get along and, and he kisses me, yeah. But I probably wouldn't lean in for the uh, for a kiss on the first date myself. Really? Nah. I like, I, I, I give him the moments and stuff. Like, I'm trying yeah. to gauge it. And I like the last day it went on because... We were at Arcadia and then we like went out for like, you know, a cheeky sig and mm-hmm. that's when he like kissed me. And I like that because he didn't like there was a moment, there's always like a moment. Yeah. And if the guy doesn't like take advantage of the moment, yeah. I, I like, like that too. You know. I think that's also that just reminds me of the question you asked me before is the difference between British and mm-hmm. German guys. I feel like German guys are quite passive. Mm. And I as I said before, I believe in in like equality within a relationship, which means that I wouldn't mind being the first one 
to make a move or the first one to text, the first one to kiss. But I also don't like it if I feel like I'm the only one taking initiative. Yeah. The only one asking on a date. For example, I've had I've had guys where I asked them multiple times, do you want to go on a date? And we had a great date and they had a great time. They always said yes, but they would never ask themselves. And I stopped doing that now where... Well, I didn't stop yeah, asking yeah. guys on dates, but I stopped. If I asked them like twice, for example, I'd be like, okay, I'll wait for them now. And if, if nothing comes from them, I'll just, it's sad, but yeah, I no, want someone to take be... enough action because no. I've asked them twice. So it's, it's clear. Equal effort for some, sure. Yeah, equal effort. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because I find compared to American guys, British guys to be much less aggressive with dating and like like physical stuff and yeah. like yeah I think that's just like it is like kind of the middle ground in between maybe mm. they're a bit more aggressive compared yeah. to other Europeans yeah. or Germans um and Germans then, that's just so passive but as, it's actually the end of our show um Thank you for listening, everyone. As always, we are here every week live. And then we're also on Spotify. Um, if you do LSR, like Lead Student Radio, there's a whole bunch of our episodes from every guest. Um, e, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Of course. And then to close out, of course, um, in our emo-themed week, <laughs> we'll throw a little Britain at the end. Uh, with the truly amazing You Can Feel My Heart by British Rock Band, uh, bring me bring me the horizon who are from sheffield surprisingly i did not know that about i them. didn't know that either uh so this is their fourth album that was released in 2013 written by lead vocalist oliver skies who describes it as all about admittance admitting you have a problem and admitting something's wrong uh which i i kind of love <laughs> i love it too <laughs> all right we'll see you guys next week Bye.